Coming up, we hear from one of the UK's leading client-side media directors. Hello and welcome to IDCOM's Media Snack number 38. 38, my age. Um, and uh, I'm delighted to be joined today by Gail Noah. Gail is the media director for L'Oreal uh, across the UK and Ireland. Welcome, Gail. Thank you. Uh, we're going to continue to talk about uh, our topic of media talent within the industry. Uh, I'm going to ask Gail today about her plans to continue to innovate within the talent pool, uh, both internally and externally with her agency partners. And I'm going to ask her what, if anything, keeps uh, Gail awake at night when it comes to media. All on today's episode of uh, Media Snack in just the time it takes to eat a sandwich. Okay, so uh, Gail Noah, welcome to IDCOMS, welcome to IDCOMS Media Snack. Um, L'Oreal, L'Oreal spends in excess of £100 million a year on media. Uh, somebody once described it to me as buying media on an industrial scale. Uh, now, you're the head of media of this organisation. What are your kind of core roles and responsibilities? Um, it's multiple and it's changed over the years. Um, essentially, it's about managing our agency and managing our investment. So, it's about having the right contracts in place that enable us to buy the best media possible, do the best level of planning, um, and really make sure that we're looking after our investment. Um, it's about innovation, it's about finding new routes for the future and finding new media models. And, and presumably it's also about championing media internally, right? I mean, you're a massive organisation, you've got, from memory, dozens of key marketeers that you know, understand and drive media, and it's about, it's about owning and providing that guardianship for media internally. Absolutely. So all of the marketeers own their brands, they own their budgets. Um, I'm there almost as an internal consultant to help them spend their money in the best way possible. So it's about giving them the guidance, upskilling them where necessary, and really providing them with the tools so that they can do the best job possible for their brands. So it sounds a little bit like uh, the chief media officer role that was suggested in the recent ANA report, right? I mean, what's your? I mean, you're about as close to a chief media officer as I think we've kind of got in the UK. What's your perspective on on having somebody in that position at that senior level to manage media? Well, unbelievably, I completely agreed with that. Um, I think. Any, any advertiser that's really spending over about 15 to 20 million pounds should really have someone dedicated to it in-house. Mm. You need a specialist to really make sure that they get under the skin of what you're buying, how you're buying it, the agency contract, um, and also helping marketeers. Um, I think for too long it's been stuck with procurement or potentially just offloaded to a side job of a marketeer, but to have someone who really understands the media industry, yeah. understands how it works, is absolutely crucial and will start paying dividends very, very quickly. I couldn't agree with you more, and that's something that I know that we've spoken about in previous Media Snacks and, and continue to sort of champion. Mm. Um, what about your internal team? So you've been at Laurie, what, six and a half years? Yeah. Um, how has your internal uh, media team grown in that, in that period of time? Um, very quickly over the last year. So for about five years I was a one-man band um, and it was a very difficult challenge at the beginning, setting something up from scratch. 
Um, it's, it started very much from a finance point of view, very much about buying. Yeah. And over the years, it's gone very much into planning and strategy and innovation. Um, obviously, the buying is the hygiene factor. Mm -hmm. um, and even my team, over the last year, I've had another two people join my team, very much joining up econometrics and ROI thinking. Right. And also, as we start to move towards precision marketing as well, I've had someone new join my team. So you're bringing a lot of kind of data and analytics responsibilities in-house? So we already had quite a lot of capability there anyway, but under the uh, CMO structure, so the Chief Marketing Officer structure, we have a digital team that is very much about analytics um, and digital performance. And I think those skill sets are becoming more and more important. Um, I think that is going to be an area that needs to develop a lot over the next few years, especially as we start to look at all of our data strategies yeah. and all of our customer data. Um, and we need to have very, very clear data strategy on that. So you, is, is the ambition, uh, as you begin to evolve your media strategies moving forward, to bring more responsibility in-house? Or is it just to balance that responsibility with the requirements of your media agency partners? Um, I don't think it's necessarily about bringing everything in-house. Um, I think there's some skills that belong in-house. I think anything that's to do with our data um, really does need to be sitting in-house. We need to be as close to it as possible. Yeah. We also have a responsibility to our customers um, to make sure that this is secure. But equally, I think when it comes to media and our data, essentially it's all about the contract. Yeah. So I think it's really important that um, marketers or you know, companies take um, a big responsibility in having the right contracts in place um, with their media agencies or even having direct relationships with the tech providers mm. um, to make sure that that data is owned by the company. Yeah. And that's something that the ISBAR contract that was released you know, earlier this year yeah. kind of emphasised and focused on. So I think that's something that the trade bodies are, are pushing forward as well. Definitely. But I don't think it's about necessarily bringing agency expertise in-house. I, for one, don't really want an in-house media agency. I think we, we appoint specialist partners mm -hmm. for a reason. Um, they are the experts in their field. What we try and do internally is to use the data to the best of ability and also allow the agencies to do the best work with it as well. Yeah, that's really good. And, and um, you know, you've been with Maxis now for uh, three years, actually. Mm -hmm. 2013, we were privileged enough to work with Gail uh, as part of that media review. And we talk to our clients about, uh, you know, guaranteeing or, or trying to uh, um, engineer priority status with their media agency partners. Uh, that unlocks talent, innovation, uh, additional media value. Now, you know, there is no question that you are a priority client at Group M level, uh, and, but especially with, with Maxis. Um, but how do you, as a priority client for Maxis, ensure that you have access to the best talent within their resource pool? It's definitely a challenge, and I think it's a challenge for every advertiser, is why should they put the best people on your piece of business when they've got lots of other clients? Mm. Um, and it's a challenge that we're constantly battling with, we always have done, and it's about trying to make sure that it's the most interesting account to work on. Um, you know, I think it's trying to see that actually the work that they're doing is interesting, it's innovative, um, they can get great satisfaction. At the end of the day, people work in long hours on these accounts in agencies and we want to make it interesting for them So and rewarding and they want to feel like it's a joy coming yeah. to work. So, um, so it starts with the briefing, right? So Absolutely. The, so the quality of the briefing has a direct impact on the engagement of the agency and the output at the end, right? So you, you focus 
a lot on, on what we call internal media behaviours and getting the briefing and the process of strategy evaluation right. That's critical to you guys. Absolutely. <coughs> it's, you know, it is a challenge. It always has been. Um, but we're trying to do as much as we can to change those internal behaviours, yeah. to make sure we brief on time, that we brief clearly, that we give them interesting briefs, um, and also that we follow through on that work. Yeah. Um, there's nothing worse for an agency person than to do a whole lot of work, great insights, great audience work, and then for it not to happen. Yeah. And, and how, how do you uh, ensure that you, know, you are evolving as quickly with your agency partners as you possibly can be from a media perspective? Um, I think this one is really interesting. I think it's probably one for the industry, mm. is that actually a lot of advertisers are starting to move into new space in terms of precision, mm. um, a lot of data analysis. Um, and I think that skill set within agencies is starting to evolve and it needs to evolve. Yeah. Um, and it's just making sure that our agencies are, are going along the same path as us, that we're all on the same journey, um, that we're all upskilling together. It's yeah. all completely new. Um, but they need to be open-minded, and it's also for agencies to make sure they've got the right structure to adapt to each client as yeah. well. Yeah, do they, so presumably Maxis reflect their structures based on your operational structures? Yes, so they, um, they restructured a while ago um, to reflect the new media landscape, yeah. um, and we have developed our structure with them very much that works for us, um, and it's constantly evolving. So our team going into 2017 will look very, very different to what it did at the beginning of 2014. So that's really interesting. So without divulging anything too sensitive, um, how are your strategies and objectives changing for 2017? It's not an overnight change, but it's a shift that we've seen over the last couple of years that a lot of the brands um, are working in a much more agile way. Yeah. So it's no longer about just a big TV campaign. It's probably a bit more about more digital, yeah. more social, being more reactive to the market and lots more campaigns for smaller amounts of money. Um, and that takes time. It's, mm. it's resource that I don't necessarily have. I have a finite amount of headcount sure. within the agency. So it needs to be managed, but Maxis are working with us to find a solution for that because it's the way that we're moving. And so they need to come with us and and they're looking at all sorts of different solutions to help us do that on a wider scale. Yeah, I mean, and that's kind of really interesting. But as a as a as a media leader, as a client, is it is it as simple as just providing a, a, a an updated and relevant detailed scope of work at the beginning of the year that allows the agency to have more insight as to how you're doing, or do you get them involved in perhaps structural discussions and business objectives setting? Um, I think. Because it's changed so rapidly over the, over the last year, 18 months, actually they've come to us very forward thinking, again we can see your requirements are changing, let's just start with a blank sheet of paper. What does a new agency structure look like? And that's the process that we're going through at the moment. So a new blueprint? New blueprint. Fantastic. So what was relevant for us two and a half, three years ago is no longer relevant. And in terms of those capabilities and skill sets, we talk, we hear a lot about data scientists and mathematicians and you know, different set of skill sets beyond the kind of the media planning and buying skill sets that we're used to. Is that what you're encouraging your agencies to sort of bring into the fold as well? Definitely. They all need to be equipped with 
analytical skills. Mm. Um, I think they do need to be recruiting much more on that side of things. Um, it's no longer just about TV activation or print activation. Um, I think they need to be able to analyse the data that's in the market. There is so much data, it's very, very difficult to see the wood for the trees. Yeah. Um, and I think they need to have those skills to be able to analyse what is it, what's the relevant point for clients? What do they really want to know? They want to know what's working, how, why, and then they can either repeat it or not do it again. Yeah, it's really good advice, really good advice. So Gail, one final question. Uh, from a media-related issue, is there one thing that keeps you awake at night? I think the hot topic at the moment is very much around transparency. Um, we've done a lot of work over the last few years to really look at our contracts and making sure that all the clauses are in place. Mm -hmm. And so I can almost keep that as a hygiene factor. Yeah. Um, the hot topic as well is about digital transparency in particular um, and about all the different layers that are in that. And I think if, a, if an advertiser is not getting the transparency that they require out of an agency, you need to ask the question, yeah. why not? Yeah. Um, I get the full breakdown of where my money is going. And I think it's really important for advertisers to know how are their agencies making money, what is going on fees, what's going on data, what's going on tech. Um, and I think for me, that is just done. Yes. I don't need to worry about that. So for, for us, I think we can park that for the moment. Yeah. And it's really about when you're spending a hundred million pounds, you need to think about how are you going to move for the future? Yeah. So what are the new innovations coming through? How are you going to move the media model forwards? And also spot the white elephant. So which mm. are the ones that are really going to make the difference to yeah. your business? That's brilliant. That's really insightful. Thank you very much. Okay, that's it for this episode. Gail, thank you so much for joining us this week on Media Snack. Uh, thank you for watching. Uh, have a nice weekend. Thank you.